first of all, let me start off by saying Happy New Year, okay? Happy New Year. We made it. Okay, we made it. <laughs> we made it to 2025. No, four. Bro, how was I going to say 2025? We made it to 2024. Glory to God. It's going to be an awesome year. Today, we're going to be talking about 24 things that you should do in 2024. Very first thing is make a list of your goals. Okay, make a list of your goals, both spiritual, physical, you know, financial, every type of goal that you want to achieve in 2024, you need to make a list. The Bible says that if a man wants to build a tower, will he not sit down and count the cost? What does counting the cost entail? It means, okay, how much are my materials going to cost me? What money do I need to achieve um, building this tower? If a man wants to build a tower, will he not sit down and count the cost? Let's not lie to ourselves. 365 days is a lot. It's a lot, okay? It's not small. By the time you get to day 100, sometimes you even forget about the goals that you set for yourself on day one. So it's very important for you to write a list of your goals. Write a list of your spiritual goals. Where do you want to be by the end of 2024 going to 2025? If it's that right now you can't pray more than an hour, but by the end of the year you want to be praying two hours every day, then make that a spiritual goal. If it's that you're not consistent in reading your Bible and you want to become a consistent Bible reader, Make that a spiritual goal. What are your physical goals, man? Like 2024 is the year of health, you know, getting into shape. I'm not into shape for vanity. A lot of times people want to get into shape and it's all bound to vanity. Oh yeah, I want to be snatched. I want to be this. So snatch for what? Snatch for where? Like where, where, where are we being snatched to, girl? Let us have health in mind. Health, not snatchness. Not because oh, I want to wear something and I want to slay. Mm. Let's, let's not be vain. Actually, let us have health in mind for me i realized that going to the gym i just wanted to look like my old self which, which is like a few dress sizes smaller i was so focused on just being that girl again that i wasn't focusing on health and the whole point of me saying i want to get physically right is so that i can take care of the body that houses my spirit my spirit man shouldn't be on high and my flesh dying because what houses that spirit is your flesh and you don't get another flash, girl. <laughs> you got, God doesn't give you two bodies, okay? So in 2024, let's declare 2024 the year of health. Then your financial goals. Where do you want to be financially? Like if you're in debt, what's your plan to come out of debt? Little, little steps, you know? Small, small steps lead you to the greatest end goal. The second thing, become more prayerful. Uh, let's become more prayerful in 2024. Listen, let me tell you, one of the things for me lately in the recent times, is I started to be like, Zainab, listen, if you're only doing things when you feel like doing them, you actually know you're failing. Like, this is not even me just talking to you. This is what I've been talking to myself. Like, for example, today, filming this video probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Let me just be real with you, okay? Let me just be so honest with you. Filming this video probably wouldn't have happened. I came home, I, I prayed for a bit. After praying, I was tired, okay? I was like, listen, the sleep, you look... You know what sleep just starts to slap you yet? And you you can't get away. You're like, your eyes are closing without your permission. That kind of sleep. Yeah, that's the kind of sleep that was coming for me. Okay. And I knew I had planned to film this video. And I was like, oh, I could just, oh, and it was so warm. And I was just, oh, it was nice and chill. But I said to myself, I said, Zayda, no, you're not going to let your flesh dictate to you what you do or what you don't do anymore. No, you're not going to let your flesh do that because the flesh doesn't want you to do spiritual things. The flesh doesn't want you to see God or do things for God. You will notice that when you're on social media, more than likely your flesh 
doesn't really bother you. But it's when you want to pray or when you want to fast, when you want to read the Bible, when you want to read a good book about the Holy Spirit, that's when your flesh tries to attack you. So in 2024, make a decision to do the opposite of what the flesh wants. Yeah, do the opposite of what the flesh wants. The flesh doesn't want you to pray. Be like, yeah, you don't want me to pray. I'm going to pray. Yeah, see what you do then. I'm going to stand up and pray. What are you going to do now, flesh? Your feelings are not reality. You can feel like God doesn't love you, but that's not the reality. He loves you a lot. God loves you so much, but you can feel your feelings can make you feel so inadequate in the presence of God. That's not reality. So in the same way, if you feel like not praying, that's the time you should even pray. If we're real with ourselves, the day you feel like not praying is the exact day we need to pray. Because there's something your flesh is doing in that moment that it doesn't want you to seek God. The third thing I'm going to say is watch your surroundings. Honestly and truly, yeah, you could be somebody that is trying so hard to seek God. You're, you're reading the Bible, you're reading different books, you're going to church services. But if you hang around the wrong people, all of that is going to come to zero quickly. That's why the Bible says that bad communication corrupts good manner. No matter how good you are. No matter how much you are seeking God, if you have bad communication with people who are not on the same spiritual line as you, they will corrupt you. And I feel like that's where many great people have fallen. They've fallen based on the people around them. They've fallen based on their friends. They've fallen based on their families. They've fallen based on different kind of people in their life that are not on the same spiritual path as them. Watch your surroundings so you don't become lukewarm. You see, yeah, when somebody becomes lukewarm, it, it doesn't affect anybody else the way it affects you. When you become lukewarm, it's so funny we're even talking about this. Because yesterday, literally last night, I was watching a sermon and a, a man of God was talking about becoming lukewarm. And he said, you know what the funny thing about being lukewarm is? When you're lukewarm, nobody knows but you. Not a single soul knows you're lukewarm but you. Why? Because you're still here in church. And you're still doing all the spiritual things. And you're still praying. You're still fasting. You're still reading the word of God. You can even talk to people at Revelation just spewing from your mouth like Paul you're just speaking deep mysteries and people are like whoa this guy has a secret place for God but you know your secret place is dead you know you know that you and God are not even in fellowship anymore who's God where where is God to you he he's not even present he's not present anymore when a person becomes lukewarm it's like a car that is running out of fuel when a car has totally run out of fuel sometimes it doesn't actually stop immediately the car is still going. It's still going. It's still going because there's a little bit of a reserve still left in the fuel tank. So it's still going. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going. And everybody will see the car going on the road and be like, oh, that's a good car. Not to know that the fuel reserve is like tiny. That's a lukewarm person. But eventually, it's going to get to a point where the car will stop. And everybody will now see, oh, this car, it actually wasn't what we thought it was. It actually wasn't moving anywhere. That's the way a lukewarm person is. Nobody really truly knows you're lukewarm except for yourself. So make a decision. Stand up and be like, I'm not going to be lukewarm anymore. There's too many. Listen, let me tell you, there's too many spiritual blessings in life, in God, than for you to be lukewarm. You like actually make a decision and be like, listen, it's actually better for my own life to be on fire for God. The Bible literally says, and we all know this Bible verse where Jesus was talking and he says, I would rather you be hot or cold. You know, but because you are lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. I was thinking sometimes, like, why would Jesus want us to be either hot or cold? Why would not, Why wouldn't he just say, I just want you to be hot? Why would he want either hot or cold? Why is he saying, I would rather you are either hot or cold? It's because if you're hot, 
then he knows he can send you to people. If you're called, fine. Then he knows that you need evangelism. He can send people to you. But if you're lukewarm, he can neither send you nor be sent to. He can neither send you to somebody nor send somebody to you. Because when you're lukewarm, you think you know everything. You're like, yeah, I'm good with God. What, what, what's anybody going to tell me about Christ? What? You're trying to preach your own. I don't need that. I don't need that. Go to someone else as an unbeliever. When you're lukewarm, <laughs> it's a dangerous place to be. You can neither be sent to go preach to people because what you preach them will be probably heresy or doctrines that are not correct. Because if you knew the right doctrine, then why are you lukewarm? Until you have an encounter with God where he opens your eyes and he's like, no, my child, you're not good with me. You're lukewarm and I want you to be hot. In 2023, decide that lukewarmness is not your friend no more. Okay, you and lukewarmness are, there's a, there's a big X. You know, there's a, there's, there's a big X between you guys. Okay, moving on to number four. Be more studious of your Bible. Listen, you already knew I was going to say that one. And honestly, it's not as deep as people think. Like, people be like, oh my gosh, Bible study. Wow, oh, okay, I'm getting ready now. I'm going to read my Bible. It's not that deep. Like, it's like you going on social media. Do you feel like, oh, I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to really go gonna go on instagram now like it's not gonna be it's not a big deal the way people make it out to be it's a big deal because of what it brings into your life but the way you want to do it and making it like oh my gosh i can't do this thing oh i have to prep myself up to do it it's not like that it's literally talking to god hearing his voice it's literally it change your mindset concerning bible reading it's not one big gigantic thing that's like, oh my gosh if i don't read my bible i'm a failure no it's not like that it's a thing of step by step day by day that's literally it step by step day by day there's no big bang in god and my pastor actually always says this he always says there's no big bang in god the only big bang in god was when he made the heavens and the earth and he said let there be let there be let there be and everything just came boom 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 into existence after that god is not like let there be zena me for example he wasn't just like let there be zena no you grow in your mother's room for nine months okay and then you become zena <laughs> you become zena there's really no big bind anymore. And that's the same way with spiritual growth. You can't cheat your way to spiritual growth. You cannot cheat your way to God. He's not the devil. The devil, listen, the devil will take you anywhere, anytime, anyhow. And you could do anything you want as long as you're still serving the devil. He's good, okay? He's like, I ain't got no problem with you, girl. <laughs> so I ain't got no issue with you at all. As long as you're still doing the things of the devil, I'm good. God is not like that. God is like, no, there's, there's steps. There's, there's things that you have to do to hear my voice. And the Bible is one of them. To hear God's voice, hear him speak to you, is the Bible. Because there's times you will read the word of God and he'll just make certain things jump out at you. Like I remember one day, recently in the last like three three weeks, I was not feeling, I was not feeling good guys. Okay, let me just say you now, let me, let me just give you that for free. I was not feeling good at all. I was just so like sad, like, and it's, it's a bit, like out of character for me of course i know it's a human being emotion and everyone is liable to feel that but for me i don't i don't just like i'm a i'm a pretty happy person you know i'm a pretty bubbly human being so i'm just feeling so sad and i was just feeling so down i just wasn't feeling good and my church does this bible study thing every day um which you know we we basically each of us reads a certain part of the bible and then we comment in the group chat what we've all learned and that particular day, I can't remember the particular Bible verse, but I think it was somewhere in Corinthians. I read the Bible and I, I kid you guys not, 
there was a Bible verse that just jumped out at me, talking about how God is with you. You do not need to feel like this. Whatever it is that is making you feel sad, you can come out of it because God is with you. I read that and I was like, whoa, this, I needed this today. I mean, funny enough, that ended up not even being the chapter that we were reading. We were reading the chapter before that. So like, let's say we're reading chapter three. I happen to just read chapter four. God made me read that chapter because he knew what I needed to hear for that day was in that chapter. That's what the word of God does for you. You don't even know when God is going to bring something that will absolutely change your life just from the word, just from the word. And it will hit you like, like thunderbolts. It will hit you like lightning because you know this was God's word directly for you on this day. But if you aren't reading the word of God, where are you finna get that? Okay, but on a real thing, if you are not reading the word of God, where are you gonna get the words of God to you? Yeah, he can speak to you in dreams and revelations through other people, but the primary way you hear his voice is through his word. The first thing I was gonna talk about was get right with your health, go to the gym, work out. But I think I already expanded on that in point number one. Number six, Listen to at least one sermon a week. And this does not include the sermon that you can go to on a Sunday. Because you can say, oh yeah, my sermon, one sermon a week is my Sunday service when I'm in church physically. That's nice. But during the week, throughout the whole week, listen to at least one extra sermon. It's going to grow you so much. It can even be the same sermon you listen to on Sunday. Maybe there were some things that were just so deep, spiritual, you know, deep things that were being said and you didn't really understand. And you can go back and listen to it again. Listen to the sermon from your pastor. Listen to a sermon from somewhere else. It doesn't matter. But just make sure you are listening to one extra sermon per week. Number seven, read at least one book a month. And I know these are like very like, oh my gosh, like these are, these are like instructions. Like she's saying, read a book. She's saying, read, watch a sermon. Like I don't have time for all that. Listen, spiritual growth comes at a price. Okay. Spiritual growth, it comes at a price. You're not just going to wake up one day and be a spiritual giant. <laughs> You're not just going to wake up one day and be like, oh my God, I, I'm seeing angels. You're not just going to wake up one day and just be fully spiritually grown. Mm-mm. You actually, like that's what um, Paul was saying in the Bible that he was praying for, I think it was the Philippians, I can't remember, but he was praying for a group of people and he said that, that, that he said that I, I am praying like a mother in childbirth that Christ be formed in you. He's actually praying for Christ. If Christ, if it's a big bang, then boom. As soon as you get born again, as soon as you receive Jesus Christ, you receive it, boom. Christ is born. Boom. You're spiritually grown. It's not like that, girl. It's not like that at all. You actually have to grow. You have to grow spiritually. So all these things I'm saying, it might seem like a lot, and you might be like, listen, I don't know if I'm going to do all that. Well, you don't even need to do every single thing on this list. Take certain things as your goals for the year. And work on them. Consistency is the name of the game. Okay. So read at least one book a month. It can be short, like 20 pages. It can be long. But whatever book that you are reading, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you into what book you should read for that month. I'm not talking about reading Christian romance books. I'm talking about reading books that will grow your spirit map. That will literally make you go from point A to point B. And the only way that could happen is if you let the Holy Spirit lead you into what books you should read. He knows what we need per time. So when you're choosing what book to read, make sure you choose a book, okay, that the Holy Spirit has led you to. Next one I'm going to talk about is the spirit of gluttony. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Honestly, for a lot of us, gluttony is a real thing, okay? And it's not good. It's not something that we should, you know, be indulging in, but it's true. So in 2024, decide to not indulge in food or not indulge. 
decide to not overindulge in food. Because the Bible actually says in Proverbs 23, 21, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. The Bible also says in Proverbs 23, 2, says that, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. The Bible is literally saying, listen, you can eat and that's fine, but don't overindulge in food. That was why the very first point that I made about goals was really important. If you've put on a goal for physical health in 2024, then you will know that you're not going to overindulge in food. So take control of your health in 2024. Say no to the flesh. Truly, truly mortify the flesh. Okay. The next one we're going to talk about is give tithe of your day to God. Give tithe of your day to God. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, what does that mean? Is she, is she, is she telling me to give money? Like, honestly, giving your tithe is a good thing. I mean, that's a separate video in and of itself. So I will never be against tithing. I think tithing is an amazing thing that you should do. It's a biblical thing that you should do. But in this particular point, I'm talking about give tithe of your day to God. Tithe of your day, tithe. Okay. Let's talk about tithe. Tithe is 10% of whatever you get, right? So if you're giving tithe of your day, that means you're giving 10% of your day, minimum 10% of your day to God. So that's two hours and 40 minutes. Decide in 2024, I'm going to give tithe of my day to God. Okay. And that two hour, 40 minutes, you could do it at a stretch, maybe in the evening when you get home, you can do it during the day, you know, just speculate that I do one hour here. I do one hour there. I do 40 minutes a day, whatever suits you. But decide in 2024, I'm going to give tithe of my day every day to God and watch how spiritually your life will have changed by December, 2024. I make time for what I want. You decide what you spend your time on. And if you decide you're going to spend two hours, 40 minutes every day, whether in a block, whether stretched out, an hour maybe for prayer, an hour for reading the Bible, 40 minutes to just journal and talk to God or whatever it might be. Decide in 2024 that I'm going to give tithe of my day to God. Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about is reach out to people throughout the year. Okay, be ready for God to use you at any time to reach out in evangelism, on the bus, in uni, to your family, be ready for God to use you. Because if you spend time with God every single day, the, the burdens of people who are not experiencing that same fellowship and relationship and peace that you have will start to come upon your heart and you'll really want them to experience the same thing you're experiencing with God. And honestly, eventually God will start to lead you to who to talk to about him. Next one is serve in your local church, okay? Serving in your local church should honestly be part and parcel of your life as a Christian. Like you shouldn't just go to church as a normal, regular attendee. Eventually, at some point, you want to graduate from an attendee. As you grow with spiritual things, you want to graduate from an attendee to a worker. You want to become somebody who's working in the vineyard, in the vineyard of God. Like you want to be a tree planted by rivers of living water, you know, that brings forth fruit in its season whose leaves shall not wither whatsoever he does shall prosper. You want to be that tree that brings forth fruit. Because even in the Bible, Jesus said that um, there's a garden and in the garden, there's different trees. And the master was asked, oh, should I cut down these trees? Master is obviously God. And the person that is the like gardener is Jesus Christ. He came and he said, no, actually, give me one more year. I will do everything. I'll prune the tree. I'll do everything. And then the master said, okay, I give you one more year. But if this tree does not produce fruit, it will be cut down and cast into the fire. And you don't want to be that tree that's not producing fruit. Okay, girl, literally, the Bible even says that when we get to heaven, people's works are going to be tried by fire. And only the works that were done in purity will come out shining as gold. 
So don't you want to have pure things that you're doing for God? Listen, I am not saying, I want you to hear me loud and clear. Because whenever this type of stuff is, is talked about, people always take it the wrong way. I am not saying that you have to work in church in order to be saved. Like, if you don't have works, you, you can never be saved. That's what I'm saying, because we all know that salvation is a gift. But that doesn't mean you should not endeavor to work in your local community. Find what your interest is. Don't just volunteer in anything that you don't have interest in. If you enjoy cleaning and decorating, then join that department. If you enjoy IT stuff, then join the IT department. If you really like being around children, then join children's ministry. Just find something to do in the work of God, in the vineyard of God. Be a worker planted in the vineyard of God. Next thing we're going to talk about is reading the Bible in a whole year. Yeah, let's 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 set that as a goal. Read the whole Bible in one year. By the time you see this, it will be the 1st of January 2024. So start from today. Literally go on your Bible app, okay? I'm going to show you what mine looks like. This is mine, the U version, U version Bible app. Go on the U version Bible app. There's so many plans there of how to read the Bible that will literally guide you and give you verses and give you the chapters to read every day for you to read the Bible in a year. Decide in 2024, I'm going to read the Bible cover to cover this year. And you can take that as your Bible study for the year. The next one we're going to talk about, find your spiritual gift or your spiritual talent and use it for God. I truly believe there's not a single person on this earth that hasn't been given some kind of gift from God. Some people can sing. Some people can act. Find your gift and use it for God this year. Don't just be sitting on your gift. Like, oh yeah, I know I can sing, but like, I mean, I'm not really going to join choir. Like, I don't have time for all that. And it's, God is like, so I gave you this voice for nothing? People in the world who are not born again, when they find out they can sing, they do everything possible to profit off that gift. They go to record labels. They go to festivals. They go to concerts. They do their very best to put themselves out there so they can profit with that gift. Well, you find your gift that you're not using it to profit the kingdom of God. Yeah, let's use our gift this year. Pray to God. Ask him to tell you what is the gift he is giving you. Because I've heard some people say to me, oh, Zayn, not me. I ain't got no gift. Listen, I'm just I'm just a regular person. I don't really have any gifts. And I'm like, no, everybody has a gift. You just haven't found yours yet. Go to God. Ask him, what is it that you have put in me? And tell me what my gift is so I can use it for you. Next, in 2024, you need to engage in spiritual warfare. Like you need, in the time of prayers, when you are praying, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all your prayers. So there'll be times when you're praying and you're just loving up on God and you're just worshiping and you're just giving God all the praise. There'll be times where the Holy Spirit will lead you to do battle, okay? With Satan, okay? With the witches, with the wizards, with the devils, okay? Okay. <laughs> there will be times that you will need to do warfare prayers pray against everything that the devil's attacking you with you know to see the thing is yeah the devil a lot of the times knows when you're saved he can't really do anything to make you unsaved like once you become serious with god he can't make you unserious with god only you could do that okay the devil knows that he can't make you unserious with god but what he can do he can attack you and trust me he will he's gonna attack you whether it's with thoughts whether it's with you know feelings of anxiety depression you know uh feeling less than low self-esteem whatever it might be the devil will always try and attack the children of god so you need to do warfare prayers the next one in 2024 listen don't hold offense against anybody yeah that's why i'm talking I'm talking to you <laughs> i'm talking to you don't hold offense against anybody in 2024 because you see the thing is that i believe offense is another attack of the devil the devil knows yeah you're praying you're reading your Bible, you're fasting, you're doing everything. He cannot stop you. He's like, oh, I can't stop this person from praying. And their prayers are shaking up 
you know, the demonic realms. I can't stop this person from fasting. Oh, I can't stop this person from reading the Bible. So what am I going to do? I'm going to send offense their way. I'm going to make somebody offend them. Yeah. Because once you are offended and you keep and you hold on to that offense, there's no way you can ascend to see God. When you pray, your prayers aren't really going anywhere. Because the Bible actually says that, Jesus was saying in the Bible that if you are about to offer your sacrifice and you remember as you're about to offer your sacrifice that somebody has an offense against you, not even that you have an offense against them, that somebody has an offense against you, drop your sacrifice, go back, go reconcile with them and then come back to offer your sacrifice. And what's a sacrifice? Prayer is a sacrifice. You're sacrificing your time. Fasting is a sacrifice. You're sacrificing food. Okay? Really, the word of God is a sacrifice. Again, you're sacrificing your time. So any sacrifice that you want to offer to God, if you know you somebody has offense against you, and let's even flip it, you have offense against someone else, you have to drop that sacrifice and go back and sort it out. Okay? So in 2024, decide to not hold any offense against anybody. Because when you hold offense, it's like unforgiveness in disguise. It's never going to come to you like, oh, I'm unforgiving of that person. But that's exactly what it is. If someone has offended you and you cannot let it go, you cannot forgive them. It's unforgiveness in disguise. And there's no way the Bible, Jesus literally said in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. If you are not going to forgive people's trespasses, how do you expect God to forgive yours? It's real. If you're not going to forgive people's trespasses, how do you expect God to forgive yours? So in 2024, decide to not hold any offense against anybody, okay? Next in 2024, decide to volunteer in community and charity work. And I know we already talked about serving your local church, and that could be a branch of, you know, community and charity work. Maybe your church works with a local community or something. But if that's not the case, then decide in 2024 that I am going to be involved in some form of charity work. And I'm actually going to read you guys a Bible verse concerning this, right? Because... Um, a lot of the times we as Christians were meant to kind of be like the image of Christ to the world, you know, and Christ loves the homeless. Christ loves the, the sick. Christ loved, you know, the people that were outcasts of their time. But us today as Christians, we could sometimes be like, oh my gosh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really think I want to be around you. Like, <laughs> did you, did you smell her? Like, that's not Christly. Okay. If you're talking behind somebody's back, like, oh, did you smell her? Nasty. that's not Christly. If you pass by a homeless person and your heart doesn't even prick you a little bit to be like, oh, let me help them. Let me talk to them. Maybe I should offer them the gospel. Maybe I should offer them some money, something, or work with a local charity to provide aid in your community. Very important. Let me read you guys this Bible verse. Matthew 25, 36 says, I was, this is Jesus talking. I was naked and gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and showed you hospitality or naked and gave you clothing? When, and they'll say, when did we ever see you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So when we go out and we're offering charity work and we're working with communities, trying to help people, we think that we're doing it to that person. And in reality, in physicality, yes, we are. But we're actually doing it to Jesus, right? The Bible then goes on to say, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you did not give me something to drink. 
I was a stranger and you did not invite me to your home. I was naked and you did not give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will reply and say, Lord, where did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer. And this is this was this the state of many of us today. And he will answer. I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. That's really deep, guys. That's really, really deep. That's really, really deep. And then it says, lastly, the last verse of that chapter says, and they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. So it's very clear. God wants us to help the sick, the homeless, the those in prison, those that are, you know, don't have anyone to visit them. God wants us to do all that. He wants you to be the face of Jesus to certain people. He wants people to see you and be like, whoa, you're a Christian and you did this for me? Yeah, I, I feel like I want to come to church with you. Like, I just want to learn more about God because I don't understand how someone could show me such kindness. That is what God wants from us. Okay, so in 2024, decide to be the face of Christ to the people in your community. The next one is spend less time on social media. And that's not just you, that's me, that's all of us included. Social media is an amazing tool, but just like social media is an amazing tool for good, it can also be an amazing tool for evil. Like you can see a lot of things on social media that are not gonna help your spirit grow, are actually gonna lead you more into lust, are gonna lead you more into, you know, sexualizing people. Social media can be a bad place and a good place at the same time. I feel like I'm not going to go too much into that because I feel like you already kind of knew all this. So I'm just going to leave it here. Okay. <laughs> the next one is appreciate your pastor, your mentor, your parents, your spiritual leaders. Let's make it a habit in 2024 to appreciate the people who are leading us closer to God or the people who have been a huge significant part of our lives. Actually make it a habit to have an attitude of gratitude towards the people that are in our lives. Like Next, be discipled and help disciple others. This is a huge one. Okay, this is a huge one. Be discipled and help disciple others. Honestly, I don't even know if we're going to have enough time <laughs> to unpack everything that's in this one point. A lot of us are not discipled. You're like, yeah, it's just me and God, me and Christ, me and Jesus and all that. And Jesus is like, okay, great. But like, well, where's the community of believers around you? And even more than the community of believers, where's the people that you submit to? Because a branch on its own will die. Jesus says that he's divine where the branch is. But if a branch is not connected to another branch on its own, it will die. It's the same way with us in Christ. You need to find spiritually, you need to find people that you hope for yourself too. Who's the, who, who's the person that's mentoring you? Who's pastoring you? Who's showing you the ways of God? Who is teaching you these things? Because you only can read the Bible and get the wrong ideas from it. You can read the word of God and completely misunderstand what that scripture, that verse, that Bible chapter is saying. And it's only somebody who is seasoned, somebody who has spent years with the Lord that will tell you, mm -hmm, that's all that means. You got it wrong. This is what it means. But if you don't submit yourself under anybody, you will run with that. And that is where heresy comes in. How do you claim to be with Christ? But what you're speaking is directly against the word of God because they didn't submit themselves to anybody. Your friends cannot be your spiritual mother. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I actually apologize. <laughs> your friends are not your spiritual mentors. I'm so sorry. Your friends are very important because they're your accountability group. Okay. They're spiritual accountability for your life. Will your friend be your mentor? Girl, you know. You know for a fact. Okay, you know, like the way you know you have eyes, that your friend cannot be your spiritual mentor. 
because sometimes your friend sees the same things you do. They don't see another side of things. They're your friend. They're going to be on your side, probably about everything. But if you tell somebody who's more seasoned, whose walks were gone longer, they can tell you, mm, that's the spirit of pride. Okay, yeah, that's the spirit of selfishness. Yeah, okay. You need somebody who is older than you in the things of God, 100%. Because there's certain things you won't know except with age. You need spiritual mentorship. So be discipled and help disciple others. Even just, oh, let's Bible studies together. Be discipled and help disciple others. The next one that we're going to talk about is every month, make sure that you journal or you summarize your life for that month. Be like, okay, was I on track for my goals this month? Did I slap off? Did I, you know, maybe miss a few days at the gym? And, or did I, you know, maybe miss a few days at the gym? Or did I meet my goals this month? Okay, that's that point. The next one is stand against lust and fornication. Very important. I'm not going to go too much into this because I feel like this is a whole video in and of itself. But stand against lust and stand against fornication. Decide that today, it's not going to be me and lust in 2024, okay? I am moving ahead and above that. I could do a whole separate video on how to get out of lust and fornication. But yeah, I'm definitely including it on this list for 2024. The next one is choose obedience over convenience. Listen, I can talk for days about the song choose obedience over convenience and that's in everything choose to obey god to pray than the convenience of just lying down and chilling you know choose obedience over convenience this 2024 choose to obey christ no matter what it takes you feel like you really want to go to that guy's house or that girl's house but you're like god doesn't want me to do that so you choose to obey god over what your flesh wants choose obedience over convenience in 2024 